The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. Make sure you secure the airlock. And prepare the escape pods. Your Highness, the new episode we received. What is it they sent us? The Dark Times Podcast. Welcome back to the Dark Times Podcast. Welcome back to the Dark Times Podcast. My name is Sam. I am your favorite Bothan who died to bring you this podcast. And this is my co-host, Steven. And I'm Steven, your second favorite Mon Calamarian uh, fleet admiral. Admiral Raddus being my first favorite. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Admiral Raddus is voiced by Steven Stanton, who also voices Obi-Wan in The Rebels. Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he also does a lot of other voices in Clone Wars. You couldn't have saved that for the trivia segment? No. (laughs) Oh, cool. You're getting it now. All right. Well, very good. (laughs) And that's our show this week. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Uh, Steven, we've got some some feedback from last week. Let's reach into the mailbag here, see what's what's in. We heard back from... Pour Pour out those hollow vids. Yeah, they're all, they're all over the floor. So much spam Shuffling nowadays. Around. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> Oiled up protocol droids in your area. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a Gungan prince. He says if I just send him uh, 10,000 credits, he can send me back 800,000. That's how it works, right? I think so. Is that including uh, It says he's in prison. Yeah, he's, in pri- he's in prison for what? Uh, doesn't say. <laughs> what do Gungan princes go to prison for? I guess putting emperors in power at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, that feedback, Stephen. I've, yeah, I've, we've yeah. sifted through the wreckage of the mail carrier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we got we got we heard from our good friend Lakopic, who had the following feedback and comments from last episode. Lakopic says, "I feel like loot and money are not very important in Swissy. We agree, as there are no plus two adamantine keen blaster rifle progression, except for templates, which is not the same, of course." Unique and story-based loot are nice, and the party must earn their starships with blood and sweat. We can't agree more. On yeah, the show, absolutely. That's, sure. that's yes. Also, it might be an interesting encounter when a character has a credit chip on them, and enemies are using EMP grenades. See, that's that's cool. That's good. Area attacks, however, though, are not supposed to affect attended items, uh, worn, used items of the of the target. Did you know this? Yes, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, I did, but then I forgot until this moment where you mentioned it again, and I remembered. Of course, yeah. So you knew it the whole time. As, I've, as all pieces of knowledge work in my mind. This used to be, I, uh, back in the Order 66 podcast, a lot of folks, like, would would be like, why not? Like, if they're hurt with a thermal detonator, then then all their, all their, all their gear should be damaged too, right? Here's what I have to say to that. If you want to track the health totals of not just your character, but every single piece of equipment they have on their person, you can go ahead. Steven, when do I break items that players have? When you can break items that players have, when you have an NPC target that item specifically, which there are rules for targeting a held or worn item. We're not going to go over them right now, but I will tell you it's fucking hard. Or when it's cool for story reasons was the answer I was looking for. Oh, actually. yes, of course. The story. How could I forget about the story? Um, you yes. know, like when, or uh, when it makes sense to when Ben Solo and Ray last name uh, both use the force on Luke's lightsaber, destroying it for story reasons. Yeah. Boy. 
Sorry, I, I, yeah, I got I, sad. I you got me. You got me thinking about you know. Not a good way to start this show. A certain trilogy now kind of killed the vibe. Um, that also is a great. Uh, there's a force power. Force disarm has a chance to break shit as well. I use that That's on a super cool on a player we know to to break a beloved lightsaber of his that he had just built. Uh, because wasn't that lightsaber overpowered? <laughs> also, yes. That? Also, it was overpowered, <laughs> and we didn't. We realized too late. We need an excuse to get out of the game. So I, there you go. I, I broke it. You said, "Trust me, I'm a GM." And then, and then you broke it. That, that'd make a great T-shirt. Trust me, I'm a GM. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Also very popular with like uh, food establishment general managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we could really hit two demographics at once. There, <laughs> there we go. Uh, do you want to read the next point there? Yeah. Uh, Lekropik says my favorite part about trade goods is that they can change categories depending on the planet. One planet might consider precious art as common art or even as common metal or textile if that kind of art is extremely unappealing to locals. Oh, that's a great point. You get some unique very worthwhile special art on one planet. You go to the core worlds to sell it and people are like, what's this crap? Well, I was thinking more like if I brought an oil painting to Moncala and it just, just fucking melts <laughs> instantly the second it goes in the water. That's a good one. <laughs> they got to get it jellied first or something. <laughs> Resin casted oh art. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, and this, this point made me smile because I've actually, I've done this before. You may recall. Uh, one of the classic rewards in sci-fi, like Hopic says, that I'm keen on using shares of a company to give a constant supply of money and problems. That's how you do it, right? Like, Absolutely. There was that one time, Sam, I gave your party shares in the Colto uh, business off of Manon. Colto, of course, being a lower tier alternative to Bacta in the time of the Galactic Empire. And that was a steady supply of cash for you guys because I wanted you to have a steady supply of cash. And then the cash stopped coming. And then there was problems. <laughs> and then there was problems. I think there was a kaiju or something disrupting the flow of Kulto, a big. Oh, yeah, sea there was a kaiju. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like a Sith kaiju. They're like, or we can't sell Kulto because there's a Sith kaiju. And you're like, well, <laughs> shit. I guess we got to go kill a Sith kaiju. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, like we said last week, all loot is just another way to provide more story hooks for the party. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything should always be a story hook if you can manage it. Oh, I just came with another good one. Just to just to throw that in there. Let's hear maybe it. they get a pack of credits, but there's like die packs, but it's acid, maybe? Sorry. Like 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 you know how they do the money die packs. I don't know what a die pack. You don't is. know. Do I have to Google this? A stack of 20s that has like an explosive blue dye inside. Oh, that ruins all the yes, money. yes. Yeah. Okay, give the party. <laughs> Star Wars equivalent booby of Booby trapped packs. money. Yeah, booby trapped money. That's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> Lakopic also says that looting can even be a reason to give dark side points in certain situations. I absolutely agree. 100%. Looting is a bad thing to do to a dead person. Oh, yeah. Or even a mugging. Yeah. Would also, <laughs> think about it this way. If a mugging would provide a dark side point, which I think it would, then I think a looting also would. <laughs> the looting of a corpse would definitely provide a dark side point. 100%. Now, of course, if you are trapped in the Imperial prison and you pick up an E-11 blaster off of a stormtrooper whose head you just smashed in with a rock you found, I probably wouldn't give you a dark side point for that. Well, you know, whatever you need to do to <laughs> to rationalize it, Stephen, that's your problem. <laughs> And Lakopic uh, finishes off their note with, we don't have a bag of holding, but we do have party droids. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for more. Let's get, uh, you know what, Steven, I'm sick of all the feedback. How dare people listen to the show and <laughs> and, and provide their opinion on it. They're kidding. <laughs> Please don't. No, I absolutely adore it. Um, but let's talk about why we're here today. Because we're not just here to read your emails. I mean, I could do that, but it wouldn't be a very good podcast. It wouldn't. 
We aren't the we aren't the dark emails podcast. Uh, the dark outlook podcast. Ooh, there you go. Anyone out there remember Outlook? Steven Thunderbird. What? Any Thunderbird users out there? Steven. I use Thunderbird. <laughs> Rocket email. Rocket mail. Rocket mail. Yeah. Steven, what's our topic this week? You know, Sam, I really wanted to look at cybernetics, uh, kind of a lesser known area of the game that I think has some real promising shit going on. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this when the book of Boba Fett came out, because I feel like that would have been more. Apt, oh, yeah, because you know? they had the cyber kids in they there. Had the modders. Modders. Is that what they were called? The modders? I think so. The modders? Cyber modders? The body modders? I body that, modders. That was the idea, right? Yeah, that's what they did. They were British, I think. Yeah, they were British. <laughs> they were really, they were weird. Oh, you in the modding. Yeah. <laughs> Cup spawn par wet me modding. <laughs> His arm got a built in kettle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, Steven. Are you ready, cyberpunks and punkettes? It's time to jack in, chooms, to this pre mainframe and download some sick, nasty cyberware. What the fuck is chooms? You don't know about chooms? No. Someone didn't play 2077. Oh, no, I haven't played 2077. It's just a, it's a pal. Come I on. play working games, Steven. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> We're oh, it's like chumps, but not chumps? Yeah, it's like chumps, but chooms. That's awful. Cheems. Cheems, I made that up. Cheems. Pal, pal. It's just a, it's camaraderie. <laughs> choom. All right, choom. We're talking about cybernetics this week. First thing to note, this is a rule that I think should is is worth putting up at the top here. All cybernetic devices are equipment for the purpose of equipment upgrades. Every single piece of cybernetics you possess is eligible to benefit from the following upgrades. Cloaked. Dual gear. Hey, ding, 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 ding. That's a big one, Sam. Oh, these are universal upgrades, right? Yes, these are all universal upgrades. Environmental ceiling, another great one. Extra power source, secret compartment, storage capacity, and big one, ion shielding. Obviously, having a cybernetic prosthesis of any sort or not even just prosthesis, but having a cybernetic device of any sort means you are now weak to ion damage, which can potentially be a big problem for organics that, in this case, it makes you take full ion damage instead, instead of, of half. half. Yes, It doesn't make you weak to it. Like um, You're right. Like That's, that was more of, a, more of a D&D style contrivance. In, in Swissy, it's, you take half damage from ion if you're a flesh bag, full if you are a you're, droid. Or if you're have, a flesh bag with chunks. Exactly. A chunky flesh bag. Note that all prosthesis, all cybernetic prosthesis, are two size categories smaller than the being in which it is installed. 99% of the time, that's going to be medium. So a medium creature would have a tiny prosthesis, be it a arm, leg, hand, neck, liver. Eye. 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 And, and that's for the case. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pirates like are well known for their prosthesis. Oh, yeah. Prostheses? Prostheses. 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 The size of the prosthetics being important for the upgrades, right? Yes, absolutely. For example, with secret compartment, the size of the item you can store in your secret compartment is dependent on the size of the equipment you are upgrading. Which I think in that case would be a fine object. Yes, I yes. believe so. Because we just, we had a player that just did it's that. It's small, tiny, fine, and then diminutive. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, there's advanced cybernetics, which we'll cover a little bit down the line. Those cannot receive equipment upgrades of any kind because they're quite special. And then there's also implants, and this is not explicitly stated, but probably true. Those can't get equipment upgrades either. Though if well, you really wanted to, you probably could. Think about it this way. For equipment upgrades, they're usually something that you add 
after the fact. Yeah. Right. And implants on your brain or yeah, somewhere it's in your body. a little deep in there. You can't really do an implant. You can't do anything with that. You can't do on the fly modifications. I to can't the attach brain a chip. scope to my brain. <laughs> You'd see really good if you could. There's actually, that's an eye uh, prosthetics. Even. Oh, yes, Excuse of course. Me. So there's three main branches of cybernetic devices in Swissy. Uh, the first one just we'll just call cybernetic devices, the most common of which being the cybernetic prosthesis. It looks like you were down here, Sam. They don't actually have a listed availability. No, they don't. You know, that makes sense. I mean, it's it, if a player loses a limb, how many barriers do you want to put between them and getting it back? <laughs> well, on the on the world of bureaucracy six, uh, you have to get a license to limbulate, <laughs> a license to ambulate. <laughs> wow. You know, now that you mentioned that, I can't imagine different planets have different rules for for cybernetics. Maybe some planets outlawing cybernetics entirely for, I don't know. Religious reasons, yeah, probably. sure. Religious Why persecution, not? something like that. Yeah, well, so unlike, um, we'll talk about it more later, but like advanced and unique cybernetics usually actually have a license availability and same with implants. Oh, that's cool. But prosthesis do not. Nope. Cool. I like that. I think that's how it should be. Cybernetic prosthetics work just as good as the original, um, if not better, depending on whether you know how to use it. Hint, hint, secret compartment, hint. Another example of a cybernetic device is the subelectronic converter. It allows force sensitive characters to use mind affecting force powers on droids, but they take a minus two permanent penalty to their will defense. Sorry, did you say this enables force users to use mind affecting effects on droids? Yes. However, I feel like battle droids are already pretty susceptible to mind tricks. You just say something to them, they get confused. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do I know what that's like. Uh, Sam, this thing is 23,000 credits. Yes. That's like the highest space cost I've seen for like an, any piece of equipment. It's like a CB radio in your brain, buddy. Th think of it as converting your thoughts to binary signals and transmitting them subconsciously to droids. Wow. Brain hacker. <laughs> yeah. That's freaking sweet. It's also considered an implant as well as a cybernetic device, funnily enough. Oh, very interesting. We'll talk about other implants later. Yeah. I meant to mention this earlier. The cybernetic prosthesis uh, costs 1,500 credits with 500 credits as a baseline to get it installed. It does require uh, someone with the cybernetic surgery feat to install it, and we'll chat on that later as well. There's also advanced cybernetics, of which there are a few varieties. You should be able to go ahead and peek at those. What book is that? In Galaxy at War, funny enough. There's quite a number here, but Sam went ahead and selected a few for our enjoyment on the pod. What do we got here? Yeah, Sam? we got the subcutaneous comm link. It's got restricted availability. Like I said earlier, these advanced cybernetics actually have licensing rather oh. than the original ones. And the, the they can't ones. get upgrades, right? They cannot get upgrades. Okay. Uh, it's got a plus three rejection attack bonus. More on that later. Uh, it does what it says on the 10. You don't have to speak out loud to use a comm link. It's subcutaneous. It's underneath oh, the skin. Like that's... Solid Snake has one, actually. Oh, shit. That's behind so cool. His ear, yeah. Oh, so when he's like crouching and touching behind his ear, yeah, that's what he's you doing. You think he's touching something in his ear, but it's actually behind his ear, like underneath, like in his skin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. What a perfect tool for like a, a sneaky, badass assassin guy yeah. or military operative. Yeah, exactly. A spy, of course. Spy, of course. All right, make fun of me some more. <laughs> Steven, what's a. a <laughs> <laughs> also, here we got the targeting eye, which this is the classic sci-fi addition to your gun guy. An eye, perhaps it's glowing red and evil looking, and it helps him shoot people better. 
Uh, it's got military availability plus 16 rejection attack bonus Ooh. compared to the plus three from the, the comm link. That's tough. I know, right? It grants the helmet package benefits to anyone with the eye installed. Oh, cool. Which I believe gives you dark vision and a bonus on perception checks. Uh, helmet package says here, it, yeah, plus two equipment bonus on perception checks as well as low light vision. Oh, low light vision. And then... The helmet package upgrade says it includes an integrated hands-free comm link. I don't know if that's included My with eye the does eye. Not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's part of the eye. That'd be very funny if your eye included a comm link. It would be. It would be. <laughs> I could see maybe like a Google Glass kind of like hollow link maybe. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't. That's beep, beep, beep. Hear it? Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. It's the GM Fiat. Oh, wow. I got the extra horn package on that one. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> what if Anakin, like, be, what if his speeder honked that when he caught Obi-Wan? <laughs> Fucking Dukes of Hazard horn. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. That's our targeting eye. And that's, that's, those are the advanced cybernetics we're covering today. There's also implants of KOTOR fame, part of the Knights of the Old Republic source book. These are also cybernetic devices, but they're kind of in their own little category. There's the biostabilizer implant, which costs 1750 creds. It makes the user immune to poison by teaching the brain to synthesize its own antidotes. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, that's pretty weird. Does this mean that the character can create poisons and antidotes themselves? Or is this more like a subconscious knowledge kind of thing? Uh, or is it like hard coded into their brain to create like the antivirus or like the I think it's more I, I like to imagine that the implant itself is doing the metabolizing like it has some sort of chemical reactor inside of it that is able to metabolize these poisons. I mean, that that sounds like it. It's yeah, like well, a bit like a kidney. But the way it's written, it says it gives you the information. Oh, sure enough. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, you definitely can't synthesize poison and antidotes at will with this. Otherwise, it would like <laughs> say it could. It's definitely like some weird sci fi contrivance. Yeah. Or oh, just yeah. it just your Big body reveal. has the know-how on how to do it. Instead yeah, of you actually knowing how to do it. That's more funny. of a subconscious knowledge, I think. There's the combat implant. Ooh, ooh! This eliminates penalties to attack rolls for weapons the user's not proficient with. Now, Stephen, does this eliminate prerequisites uh, for weapon focus or other feats or talents? Normally, it will say if it is. Probably not, and it doesn't. <laughs> so probably not. Uh, it might be in the FAQs. The FAQs have a lot of stuff that clarifies like, oh, is is this specific implant count as proficiency feats? Um, I want to say hell no. Well, how much does it cost again? It's like 5,000, right? 5,000, which is, yeah, you know, it's a good price. But Well, would that make up for several levels of weapon uh, proficiency? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I think the eliminating the penalty is already quite good. I think the idea is that it makes you a better improviser. Yes. Yes. And maybe it even stores some weapon know-how in your subconscious memory. Like, if I was going to make a Star Wars Jackie Chan character, he'd have this implant. Oh, yeah, he totally would. Man, we should get Jackie Chan on the show. Steven, we've we've skirted around it long enough, I feel like. We did did a quick tour of some some cybernetics out there for all of our our preem chooms. I've picked out my... my, I've, I've loaded my shopping cart... I've got a two-day delivery ready for my all my implants. What do I do when they arrive? Well, you got to put them in. How? Well, you need someone who has the cybernetic surgery feed. You mean just some rando off the street? It could be. <laughs> if he's got the feed, isn't that good enough? <laughs>
So obviously installing these needs a professional, you know, you can't no matter how hard you try, you can't replace your eyeball with a cybernetic equivalent by yourself. You don't even try that in your If you had the feet, you'd probably just take a minus five to it, wouldn't you? Isn't that like stated? I think it says that. That you can't do it? That that you can do it on yourself, but you take a minus five. That's for surgery, yes. But I don't know about cybernetic surgery explicitly. The text of the cybernetic surgery feet reads, you can install cybernetic devices on living beings. The surgical procedure takes one hour of uninterrupted work. That's quick. After which you must succeed on a DC-20 treat injury check. If the check succeeds, the cybernetic device is installed correctly. If the check fails, the device is not properly installed. However, you can try again after an uninterrupted hour of surgery again. You can install a cybernetic prosthesis or energy binding prosthesis on yourself, but you take a minus five penalty on the treat injury skill check. You cannot install a Ren Orm biocomputer or sub electronic computer on yourself. I think because those go on the brain. Those are implants. Yeah, yeah, I imagine you'd have to be unconscious for those. Ones. Yeah, at least you'd really want to be. If you have the surgical expertise feat, you can install a cybernetic device in 10 minutes instead of one hour. Can you imagine? Like, Christ, that's fast. Well, that was my character, Chrysanthemum. Remember? You're right. <laughs> you had a professional celebrity cybernetic surgeon, which was great idea, by Thank the way. Thank you. Um, 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. I sur- Surgery this complicated <laughs> in an hour is already mind-boggling, but 10 minutes to pop a new arm or I love off? I love the idea of, hear me out, Yeah, military engineer, cybernetic surgeon, like, creates their own field weapon prosthetic, installs it on themselves, Ooh. and then, like, they're like, it's like one use or something. Yeah, I like that. It's very, I don't know, I don't think that'd be... Doable rules is written, but it's really cool. Probably concept. not. Be a good NPC. You'd I have think. to dual gear your field created weapon with a prosthesis, which means you'd have to have the prosthesis already. Um, well, also you need to dual gear it. Is that an upgrade or is it a tech specialist? No, dual, dual gearing is an upgrade. Yeah, it's a universal upgrade. Well, shit. I guess you need someone to do it for you. You can't build upgrades, can you? You can. You can. You can build your own upgrades. Well, there you go. They cost double. What if I use the, what's the scrapper? Yeah, scrapper's where, That's where that called. comes in. Yeah. Uh, scavenger. scavenger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see this build. If anyone has it, the field <laughs> military engineer scavenger creates his own prosthetics for himself. Yeah, the guy who grafts <laughs> weapons he made out of trash onto his skin, I think is this the is build. This is cool. This is like a Rex's, cool. like a, the, a junk planet, like ooh, survivor, ooh, you know? Yeah, yeah, this is cool. Someone send that in. Like, he's done it so much now, he's like a brain in a jar, like a full cyborg hybrid, which we'll talk about more later. Oh, Steven, did you know that most of the cybernetics actually have installation prices listed? Oh, I didn't know that until right now. Would you consider... Well, so they give you like a base price where for the normal prosthesis, it's 500 credits. Yeah. Would you put like a black market multiplier on there or something like that? (sighs) It doesn't say two, but I think... I think we should in places like uh, as we always talk about base costs are meant to be adjusted for local inflation, availability, supply and demand. If you're in a backwater world with a serious deficit of professional medical help. I think you should bump that cost up a little bit for a black market ripper dock style back alley sort of installation. Or you could do what we did and make the installation free at the cost of transport through the galaxy. There you go. Turn every cost into another plot hook. That's what I say. There it is. But I always say. Uh, Sam looks at me every day and says, hey, turn that into a plot hook. 
like you want to go out grab some coffee and i'm like and sam's like hey man that's a great plot hook great plot hook can we oh wait i didn't write i didn't leave it in the notes but lecopic said the condolorian oh yeah (laughs) shit we forgot to talk about the condolorian oh my god that was so funny because last episode we talked about um (laughs) a bounty hunter who chases the party over jealousy through a uh Losing a, a recent real estate brokership, <laughs> the party comes in possession of a desirable condo on a on a clandestine core world, and the Condolorian <laughs> was his white whale. He was chasing that condo his whole life for some he reason. He wants to flip it. He that's what he that's what he does is he streams like on the Hollow Nate's got his HGTV channel. <laughs> He's a bounty hunter slash house celebrity house flipper. <laughs> I could bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And he pulls out a stud finder. Man. That's great. What were we talking about? Steven, obvious or subtle cybernetics? What do you prefer? Okay, so I put this on here because the book had a really weird thing to say about it. I prefer obvious because it's a sci-fi setting and holy shit, come on. If I can weld a block of Durasteel to my body, I want it to be seen. That's cool. Steven, it's 1979. You're George Lucas. Uh. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Wait, when did Empire come out? It's 1973. <laughs> you're George Lucas. No, 80, 1980. It was sorry, 80. Empire. I'm 83. Yeah. But, um, it's 1980. You're George Lucas. <laughs> uh, you have Luke get his arm cut off spoilers by his dad yeah uh it's the 80s dude do you want to make a full fucking like fake hand out of props no especially when i'm banking on my protagonist being charismatic relatable and i already blew all my money on alien props and sets yeah so what do you do you give him a normal fucking hand (laughs) and then he wears a glove and then he wears a glove yeah (laughs) so yes of course the and then but let's read what the the book had because what the book had was like not strange but maybe just a, a a different take than most people might have these days about this sort of topic i'm surprised it took a stance on this at all is is really what i'm saying this section describes advanced cybernetic parts that replace biological matter with mechanical components although most of these advanced cybernetics are installed in patients with severe wounds or rare diseases some characters might want to have healthy body parts removed and replaced with cybernetic upgrades. Although this is not an act directly associated with the dark side, it is prideful and shows disrespect for a character's natural state. Game masters should caution heroes who seek to enhance themselves artificially. Too much enhancement can give pride a strong grip on the hero, making him or her more susceptible to the lure of the dark side of the force. Steven, is this thinly veiled transphobia and sci-fi? It it might be. That's one way to extrapolate it. Um, I, it's certainly plausible and not hard to imagine a, a vain villain who, I don't know, maybe despises his natural state one way or another or believes himself to be weak without the assistance of machines and weapons directly grafted to his body. Oh, there's a there's a doctor in the Vader comics, uh Silo, I believe is his name. Yeah, I think he pops up in the VR game too. He maybe. probably does. Yeah. He creates uh like a like a second version of General Grievous that isn't Grievous, but a, it's like a <laughs> he's a Mon Calamarian with like a robot yeah, oh body. Oh my god, I totally forgot. I read that issue. Yeah. Weird one. It's such a weird issue. Weird one. Because it's like, oh, 
Vader, you're trying to get back on your feet after the loss of the Death Star. Good thing I cooked up this fresh batch of freaks for you to fight. Yeah. And like, there's like twins that like simulate the force sensitive. Yeah, but they they like simulate it with uh, uh, cybernetics. And then there's Grievous's body with a Mon Calamarian head on it. And there's also Symmetra from Overwatch. Yeah. And then there's Symmetra (laughs) from Overwatch. And it's like, wow, this is a comic book. Oh, he also doesn't he also do like a... um, what are they? A rancor that doesn't feel pain? Something like that. There's someone who can't feel pain. It's a rancor. Like he's removed a rancor's pain center, so it's just mad, <laughs> and it doesn't feel. It doesn't like recoil when Vader tries to hurt it with like the force and shit. Huh. Um. Yeah. Emperor Palpatine really hit his silly, goofy era. Then <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, you know what? Uh, fuck it. Let's. There's a freak. Let's bankroll this guy and have him I'm fight just my apprentice. Myself lately. <laughs> it was. Like, it was his blue period or some <laughs> shit. You know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is like one take as far as the perspective on on someone choosing to enhance themselves with cybernetics. I, as this like it will always make them more prideful and always make them more susceptible to the dark side. I don't know. I'd say no. Flat I probably out. not. Because like, think about the situations that put someone like the the modders in, on Tatooine or something like that. Yeah, like, they do it. To fit in, it was fashion or for, for survival. Them. Yeah, or something like it, that. it was to enhance their their well being, and they you know spent all their money on that those fancy mods instead of water, which you know that's that's their they, choice. But then they have the power to steal water. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So I I read that section of the of the book, and I don't know. It felt I don't know if necessarily outdated is the right word, but not not how I feel about it. The book says that uh, we go circling back to the subtle or obvious cybernetics. Yeah. The book says they have no mechanical benefit, but I'd, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd drive that in the GM Fiat, you know, yeah, I'd ride it around for a bit. See how I feel. Cause test drive, for example, if you are a stranger on Tatooine r- arrives and meets like the modders, are they going to be more welcomed if they're also a, a fully like prostituted, uh, a deus ex out person, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. A, a providing a, hmm, providing like a circumstance bonus when you have obvious cybernetics is, is a no brainer, whether you think for intimidation Grievous, or d- d- you think Grievous wouldn't have an intimidation bonus from being <laughs> a fucking cyborg. Like, come on, obviously he would. So yeah, this is an area of the game that's very much up to the, the GM and the guidelines out from the book are, Okay, but could be expanded, I think. Let's talk about cybernetic rejection, Steve. I've been wanting to talk about cybernetic rejection. As we mentioned, with the advanced and unique cybernetics, they have something known as a rejection attack bonus. Some advancements are too complex to easily integrate with the user's existing physiology. Cybernetics with these bonuses make an attack roll against a character's fortitude defense after the surgery. If the attack roll succeeds, the host moves down one persistent step on the condition track and the cybernetic fails to function. This persistent condition cannot be removed until the cybernetic is removed by successfully performing surgery on the creature and installing a standard cybernetic prosthesis, is what the book says. Theo, does this mean you have to install a prosthesis to remove a non-functioning advanced cybernetic? That's sure what it sounds like, right? I mean, it kind of makes sense. Say the advanced, super cool cybernetic piece you're trying to get fucks up, they got to throw in a normal one. And then after that, you're probably good to try again. So um, it actually says you can't try again. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? <laughs> well, because so the normal advanced cybernetics are eyes usually. Oh, OK. Like, yeah. Like uh, targeting eyes and stuff like that. You have to 
take it out and install a normal one because you can't put your eye back in. That's right? a good point. That's, <laughs> so that's you have to the put best a normal one. prosthetic back in. And also it says in this is what it says in the book. Additionally, no more attempts can be made to install advanced cybernetics for that body part. Whoa. So you're yeah, just whoa. done. Plus 13 for in the case of the, the, the targeting eye. Plus 16. Plus 16 yeah. in the case of the targeting eye <laughs> against your fortitude defense after surgery. And if that fails, you're done. You just got to put a normal ass eye back in there. Wow. Or rather, if you fail, if the if the attack succeeds. Wow. And then what do you you already paid for the damn thing, I assume. Yeah, you're fucked. Wow. (laughs) Enjoy your little uh, paperweight. That's risky, risky business. It is. Only like high level characters could reliably get advanced cybernetics. Well, the targeting is like twenty three thousand credits or something expensive. Crazy expensive. Twenty three. That's that's the force droid implant, right? The eye is. Oh, no. Targeting is five hundred. Yeah. Five hundred thousand. Thousand or five hundred credits. Five hundred credits to install credits. or the surgery buy? is three thousand seven hundred and fifty. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> but the eye is only five hundred. That's a lot for an eye. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, it's an arm and a leg for an eye. Well, no, actually, a normal prosthesis is fifteen hundred, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah, it's cheaper than a. Huh. <laughs> Ain't that something? There must be a typo somewhere. That doesn't sound right. Nah. I'm looking at the biotech Borg construct AJ six. Did you see this? No. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't. I don't remember what, what What's it is. this do? I, I gotta know. Okay. Costs 80,000 to 70,000 install costs. Jesus so you're Christ. out 150,000 credits. It's restricted availability. So you gotta pay for a license if you don't want anyone to give you trouble for it. Plus 14 rejection attack bonus. The biotech Borg construct AJ6 provides a direct cabled or wireless link to computers on networks within a 10 meter range. Oh, is this the thing that plugs into the back of like uh, a like robot's, robot's head? head? Maybe this is. Oh yeah. Cause it's the Borg. Con- yeah, that, that, yeah. That's why it's called the Borg thing. The Borg thing. Star, Star Trek reference. Yeah. <laughs> it allows a cyborg to remotely program and access onboard data through thoughts alone. This, st- this would be terrifying. Could you imagine if this happened to you? Oh Yeah. The standard model has a built-in cyborg droid interface and up to four biotechnology cartridges or standard data card ports at 500 credits per port beyond the first. And 10 gigabit internet. Seriously. This thing's 5G ready. I guess this is what Lobot has, right? It's gotta be. But in the comics, we see him usually plugged in directly. It's not like a wireless thing. Oh, maybe he just prefers lower latency. Oh, yeah. No input lag at all. No input lag. That's fair. It's op- It's fiber optic. <laughs> God, and then it goes on about knowledge cards. Characters wearing a biotech Borg construct AJ6 gain a plus two beneficial circumstance bonus to use computer knowledge and other skills at the discretion of the game master. They can also use issue routine commands as a swift action or a free action if they have the gimmick talent. Wow. Wearers become more computer like and less able to relate to people giving them a minus five penalty to all persuasion checks. They also speak less frequently as they grow accustomed to the speed of communicating through electronic networks. Yeah. Like, like Lobot, like Lobot. That's cool. Remember when they, uh, in rebels, they, the empire took a prisoner, a, a Rodian, uh, from Luthal who was, uh, also cyborged up like Lobot. Yeah. He had rebel leanings and he was a prisoner of war and they strapped a computer to his brain and he was, oh, like he volunteered for it actually. Oh shit. Really? He volunteered for it because, 
he knew would be able to help the rebels. Oh, I see. But once he got hooked up, like he d- can't function properly yeah, anymore. Yeah, he was just babbling. He wasn't yeah. like able to hold a single thought straight. Good episode. Really good, good episode. episode. Wow. Okay. So that was Cybernetic Rejection with a little Borg bonus in there. Let's talk, Steven, let's, we, you've been edging us so much. Have I? <laughs> let's talk about, we, you know, my favorite characters in Star Wars, Steven. Okay. All right, let's Grievous, oh. Vader, oh. Valance the Hunter, you yeah. know? What do all these guys have in common? They are cyborg hybrids. That and I have posters of all three of them in my room. There they are. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> uh, they're cyborg hybrids. What's what's a cyborg hybrid, Stephen? Let's t- let's crack open Galaxy of War. Say what see what it see what it says about cyborg hybrids. When you would normally die, spend a destiny point to preserve enough of yourself for replacement in a total replacement cyborg body. Your allies must transport you somewhere capable of performing the delicate surgery, and a cybernetic surgeon must complete the changeover surgery, which is identical to installing six cybernetic prostheses. Once the process begins, all six must be installed consecutively without pause. If any of the surgeries fail, you die. So you, you better find a good fucking doctor. Like you need a high treat in or a mind. team of doctors. I'll usually eat another. Yay. That's smart. Getting a team of like six guys yeah. to do this. That makes more sense than one person doing well, it. Well, think about it. That's realistic, right? Yeah. You would have a team of people doing it. hundred percent. If all succeed, you are returned to life exactly as before. <laughs> exactly but now <laughs> but now have six cybernetic processes and gain the cyborg hybrid special quality you should work with your game master to determine your new appearance which should be drastically different from your appearance before your near death this is crazy stuff it's wild that it costs a whole destiny point and six successful surgery checks and can i just remind you that it costs a force point to not die <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I guess if you're somehow out of force points, but still have a destiny point, which I I can imagine several desperate right, scenarios. So, so here's what I think it is, right? What do you think it is? Because you spend a force point to not die, but then you go unconscious. Yeah. And if you're unconscious, you can't take reactions. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can't spend any more force points to not die. So, so you, once yeah. you're dead already, you spend a destiny point to not die. There you go. Which I think is the order, the PEMDAS there. I think that's the PEMDAS of the situation. Yes, indeed. Um, the I'm, D standing for destiny and the P standing for points. It's on my bucket <laughs> list to have this happen at the table during play. Six consecutive. <laughs> well, more, more so a player choosing to come back as a badass cyborg. Yeah, that'd be cool as yeah. hell. Yeah, I, I was I tried to bait it more than once for, but I was also too scared to seriously hurt you guys. So. I think it's. The problem is, for me personally, is uh-huh. I prefer my characters die in the Blades of Glory and the Glory of Yeah, battle. that's the thing. It's like heroic death or come back as a weird cyborg half <laughs> alive. That's when you thing. do it without them knowing, right? That's what you you would have. the That player would turn into an NPC, but then you'd bring him <sighs> back as a cyborg. That's That'd be kind of badass. That's very... Um, that has, has like some 80s sci-fi cheese on it. That sounds well, it's, about right. it's Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Ooh, a surprise comeback as a cyborg. That's Anakin's player character gets tra- <laughs> Anakin's player doesn't know that Anakin got ooh. turned to the dark side ooh. fully. And then he survives ooh. the duel. The, oh, my God. The, the set. Uh, can you see like the tabletop session where Obi-Wan's player and Anakin's player have to do PVP combat? Yeah. And like, that's, that's so great. <laughs> I just love that. 
And yeah, after this happens, you're a cyborg hybrid, baby. And as a cyborg hybrid, you can use any type of droid system except a processor. Your cyborg hybrid chassis comes with a life support system, making you immune to atmospheric hazards and inhaled poisons. Steven, this is so much better than playing a shard. It's not even funny. Uh, so tell me. Uh, shards are very limited into what systems they can actually use as a dro- for droid systems. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a cyborg hybrid, you can use all of them except for uh, processors. Okay. But the cyborg hybrid still takes minus five to force checks. Oh, but Steven. Cyber hybrid can regain hit points normally. Oh, shit. They don't have to Unlike do the repair. Shard. Yeah, where sh- shards have to actually repair huh. the droid body. Okay, yeah. Depending on which build you're going for, a cyborg hybrid would, would be the move. I mean, Vader's a cyborg hybrid and his use the force checks fucking plus 28 or something That's crazy still. That's a good still. point. That's a good like point. Like the minus five. Also, it caps at minus five, which I think is funny, even though you're getting six prosthetics. Oh, yeah. Sure enough, yar. Yar. Sure yar. enough, yar. Sure yar. <laughs> well, that's pretty neat. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think weighing it out, I'll, I'll leave it to the community to decide, right? You yeah, know? seriously. Right but in what weighing you it out, it sounds like Cyborg Hybrid is better than Droid and Shard, I'd say. I think, I think you may be onto something. I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. Good, I'd hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never disagree. None of the Dark Times podcast. As no. pod hosts, we aren't allowed to disagree. Yeah, if we disagree, then the show like collapses in on itself the like a neutron star. The network will shut us down. <laughs> the network. I can't wait till we're big enough to where we have the network oh, to worry man. about. Oh, man. This is the part of the show where we thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. Uh, thank you, Sam. Sam, you put in a lot of hard work in this pod, and I really appreciate that. Well, how can, how can the listeners appreciate it? Well, you know... You can appreciate the show by writing in and chatting with us on various platforms, but the most concrete way to support the show is by subscribing on our Patreon. Yeah, that's in the description to support the show link. Um, any, any amount of money that you think we deserve is always appreciated. You can even take our money if, if you think we deserve that. I don't think that's a feature. They're adding that next month. Oh, actually. that's right. That's that's not out yet. Well, we'll have that up for you guys when we're ready. But no, in all seriousness, uh, this is a community podcast, and it's something that Sam and I do out of our free time, much like any Swissy gamer does. It's it, this is our part of our passion, part of our hobby. Uh, the Patreon functions largely as a tip jar. There's some cool exclusives up there for you, and there's only going to be more in the coming months. You forget, Stephen. All five dollar tier patrons can vote for all our future bounties. Of course. You can reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or email us DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. And um, shout out to Froon Levin. I, I hear they're, they're probably actually, as we're recording this right now, they're currently running a Saga Edition game for a couple other podcasts. Oh, that's so great. You know, I always love seeing people playing Swissy out there. And I, I think I tuned into like maybe 10 minutes or so of, of one of his streams and I, I enjoyed it. So thanks, Froon Levin. Yeah, so great show. Shout out to Froon Levin on Twitter and also... Um, Pop Culture Addicts, uh, PCA Pod Show, and and FSF Popcast, funny sci-fi podcast, I believe it is. Fantastic. They're playing SAG Edition as we speak. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. They're doing what I wish I was doing right now. <laughs> On the Patreon, we also have, I have a, a super fancy special version of my uh, hex crawl guide on there. It's fashioned to look just like the Saga Edition core rule book of old. We've also got some works in the pipeline for possible stickers or T-shirts and stuff like that. I, I know some of you want to drive a 2022 GM Fiat in the near future, so <laughs> well, maybe they'll get that in the works. 
Um, we've also got our Dark Times module that we're working on. Yeah, that's the Dark Time completion. Pod mod. <laughs> the Dark Times Pod mod. That's pretty freaking cool. Uh, we've got some pre-built, uh, pre-gen characters that I got to finish uploading on there. And we're working on some maps and actual like module stuff for walking, you know, four or so players who are new to the system, brand new into the world of Star Wars Saga Edition. going to be sweet. Uh, thank you all for listening and for your support. As always, we love it. Some of you may have noticed our Reddit posts that link to the episodes have disappeared. I spoke with the mod of the Saga Edition subreddit. It seems like we're all good for now. We're going to keep an eye on it. Thank you to those who reached out and let me know. Yeah. Oh, that's another place to check us out. Uh, also, don't forget to review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your show. Tell a friend. If you tell a friend and tell us you told a friend, we'll shout both you and your friend out on the show. That's two friends for the price of one. Absolutely. I think. No, two shout outs for the price of one friend. There it is. <laughs> Let's get you guys back to the action. Sam, this brings us into our first ever sponsored segment. Wow. Wait, where'd the money go? Don't worry about that. <laughs> I took care of it. Don't you worry. Well, how much was it at least? All these questions. Sam, I'm trying to get to the show. An Admiral snack bar and a handful of credits. <laughs> Industrial Automation sent us their latest catalog. They heard our episode about loot and party rewards and wanted our audience to know about the bleeding edge solutions available to satisfy any consumer need. Whether you're an outer rim moisture farmer or a skilled freelancer, Industrial Automation has your business needs covered. Industrial automation, the future of droids today. Wow, they didn't leave, they didn't include anything in the writer for me to say out loud, huh? Well, yeah, because they contacted me, <laughs> they not just... like us. So Stephen of the podcast. Stephen <laughs> of the podcast. King of podcasts. Yeah, I was thumbing through this catalog. It's pretty cool. They got some like perfume samples for droids, which I, I didn't really know what that was all about. But <laughs> the perfume. <laughs> I turned to the main segment, the, you know, it's the, the middle bit, the, the word I passed all the ads, uh, and they actually have a new series of droids they wanted us to feature on the podcast. There's the CH5T chest series transport droid. This is a fifth degree droid. He's large, 38 hit points with a damage threshold of 23. He's got a carrying capacity, and this will be the big hint as to what this droid's best at. Got a carrying capacity of 588 kilograms. That's insane. I think I've calculated that correctly. Let me let me run through my math just real quick. This droid has a strength score of 14. So we square that because because we have to. That's how carrying <laughs> Cause it's 2007 and it's a tabletop RPG. System. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then times that by 0.5. And then double it because it's a large droid. So we can just say that we, we didn't do anything at all. A 50% boost from extra legs. This is a four-legged droid. And then this particular droid has the cargo hauler talent doubling its carrying capacity. 588 so, kilograms. Please check me out there, but I'm pretty sure this droid has 588 kilograms of carrying capacity. What does he do with it? Pose more than the Cybertruck. <laughs> No, you're, you're looking at a droid truck here, basically. I've, uh, this is an original creation of mine. I imagined it a fairly large, bulky, almost rectangular, kind of like a small cargo container with uh, digigrade legs. I'm thinking about the, the mule from Deep Rock Galactic. I'm that's... so glad you brought up the mule from Deep Rock Galactic because that is precisely what I was going for. 
Well, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head, Stephen. It's exactly what I thought of. Those of you who haven't played Deep Rock Galactic, you play as dwarves in space who are mining out an asteroid. It's as fun as it sounds. And on some missions, you can take along a, a robot called a mule that is essentially a big cargo container with legs that follows you around and you dump ores into it. And when it's full, the mission's over and you leave. This is essentially what we're looking at here. It's got a reflex defense of 13, fortitude defense of 14, will defense of 10, extra legs, and a gyroscopic stabilizer, of course. You try knocking this motherfucker over. Dare you. (laughs) Non-heroic 2 with one level in scout. Skill focus and endurance with a mod of plus 10. Can droids make endurance checks to force march when they have to walk past eight hours? I don't know. They can, but they don't have a con score. Exactly. So that's that's why this guy's only plus 10 just for the from the trained and from the focus. Uh, it's got the cargo hauler talent, like I mentioned up at the top, that doubles its carrying capacity. The droid systems are a walking locomotion, of course, a basic processor, two optional tool mounts, dark vision, because come on, you need it, and an internal storage capacity modifier of up to 20 kilograms uh, the catalog says this guy runs 3,000 credits and it's uh, licensed availability. So anytime you need help hauling something around done in a relatively quick way, well, here's your CH5T unit. That was super cool, Steven. Thanks. They offer any, uh, uh, what if I'm like a, a businessman or I'm more of a military enthusiast? What do you got for that? You know, I'm so glad you asked because actually right on the next page of this catalog, it says here. Clientele with a serious security need may be interested in the CR-8T crate military variant, capable of transporting vital materiel back and forth across the harsh environments and battlefield. This little trooper of a droid can even hold its own if it comes under hostile fire. Disclaimer, the CR-8T crate military variant is not a battle droid. It is not recommended or licensed for actual combat scenarios. Industrial automation is not authorized to produce battle droids under Imperial Senate Directive 881138A. May the Empire's reign last ever long. The last part was in like really big, bold red text. Yeah, you can and see it, that here. <laughs> and the, the part above it was in like a tiny font. Yeah, it's just normal. It's just, I, yeah, I never seen a disclaimer like that before, but it seems like they're crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's. Uh, the CR8T crate military variant shares many of the same stats as above. Though it has durasteel plating, bringing that up to 16 reflex defense. Hardened systems, our favorite large droid uh, droid accessory. That brings it to 48 HP and 28 damage threshold. It comes equipped with a survival kit, a blaster recharge module. Uh, it says here, live ordnance ready tool mounts. It seems like they can't ship it with guns. Maybe that's part of that directive we read earlier. <laughs> Swap the cargo hauler talent for long stride, bringing that walking speed up to 10. It has a repulsor lift module that lets it hover for eight squares of movement. And baby, it wouldn't be military grade if it didn't have a mesh tape dispenser bolted right onto the outside. Also cup holders. Oh, of course, cup holders. (laughs) For an extra premium 400 credits, you add the cup holders. (laughs) This unit's at max capacity, meaning if you add even a single kilogram to this droid, It'll take it to a heavy load, which isn't huge cumbersome for a droid of this pristine manufacturer. It'll only run up to three times its speed instead of four times. Its top is also a modified makeshift stretcher bed. So if you need to toss a body up there, poor Jimmy didn't make it. Just latch him right to the top. Walk him back to camp. Well, that's very sad that you would say it like that. But yeah, I'm just reading out of the magazine. 
There's a picture of a very sad military gentleman. It's bloody and battered. It's, it's very graphic. But he's also looked, he looks really comfy on top of the droid. He's, stra- he's not going anywhere. He's strapped right in. Just look at that. Uh, swap the endurance skill focus for survival skill focus. Bring that up to plus seven. Aid in troops trying to survive out in the trenches. And uh, this this guy will run you 7,000 credits base cost with a military availability. Steven, wait, what's that? I'm, I can see the two of the pages are stuck together. You you pull it apart. It's like a, oh, it's a, it's a pull-out magazine spread. It's a poster. What is it? Oh, I didn't see this the first time I went through. I didn't realize there was a centerfold. Let's see what this says here. The droid centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the 5TA5H stash series transport droid. It says you swap its skill focus feed for use computer, giving it a plus nine. It includes a sensor countermeasure package to avoid detection, a self-destruct system, a courier compartment with a toaster. Sam, did you know about the courier compartment with optional toaster droid accessories? Is it for making biscuits in the morning? You know, I'm sure you could use it for that. But this one is a secret compartment with a uh, perception DC equal to the droid's will defense plus five that can store up to a small object and optionally destroy it on command with the toaster edition. That's great. <laughs> I, love, I love that. There's a silence bubble generator. It can generate a field that's very difficult to listen in onto, you know, for the privacy conscious customer. It also has collapsible constitution when it goes into low power storage mode to pack it away on your favorite uh, nook aboard your Corellian freighter. Oh, it also has an ID dodge for, you know, getting into places you normally legitimate reasons. Yeah. I mean, what if you have cargo that needs to be picked up in a rather high security area? It's always so cumbersome to call ahead with extra security protocols. Just uh, ID dodge bolted on. It gets right through the door on its own. (laughs) It says right here from the manufacturer that the stash series is designed for a more scrupulous audience who may wish to avoid troublesome entanglements. Industrial automation is not able to sell this model on the traditional market. Contact your ever-helpful IA sales rep with clearance code NERFHERDER to discuss alternative acquisition options. That's awesome. And I'm sure we don't have this issue, but I bet there's like a... Um, <laughs> the droid that we see in Kenobi, the little clock in and clock out I love droid. that guy. I bet there's a variant of this magazine that's like for... Um, businesses that, yeah. that has like those models of droids in it, you know <laughs> steven i moved this magazine aside what what's gonks gone wild are you <laughs> oh don't that just came in with the mail don't worry about it they send that to everyone <laughs> they send it to, oh, it's everyone. yeah no it's, i got the catalog that was stuck to the it says no. premium subscriber edition though yeah well you know they they send that ahead to don't, hey give me my mail back <laughs> put that down come on it's weird you get magazines in a galaxy far, far away. Like, I like print media. All right, I'm an old school guy. <laughs> a new, newfangled guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, that wasn't a real sponsorship. Industrial Automation is a fictional company in Star Wars. This was inspired by uh, Lake Hopic's quip last week that we don't have bags of holding, but we do have the party droid. If you guys wanted the droid to saddle up with a bunch of crap, well, I made that. Uh, you'll be able to get that in the description. I'll have the full stat block for the droid, as well as the list of equipment to make the military and smuggler variants uh, for your pleasure. Let me know what you think. Steven, there's no name that NPC or I literally kill you this week. Why are you cucking me? Because I have something else I thought we'd want to try oh. that I think would be fun. What is it? It's I, I'm going to give us 20 seconds. 
Okay. I want as many <laughs> one sentence plot hooks as you can give me in 20 seconds. Okay. Does that sound cool? Um, off, they have to be off the cuff. I, I'm starting the timer pretty soon. Okay. Uh, these are ones like anyone. I could bring these to a SAG edition game tonight. Okay. And use it for any level of player. Okay. All right. Go. Pickpocket. Celebrity chef has lost his way on a Coruscanti underworld. Local newspaper needs help locating lost dog. Three. That's like the same <laughs> as the second one. Um, broken down space transport and deep space needs help. Okay. Four. Uh, the uh, tourists have gathered to witness a supernova scheduled to happen. That was five, but that was after the 20 seconds, but I'll let, the, I'll, oh, okay. I'll let you have that. Right. I like okay. that. That was good. Thank you. It's good. We're flexing, you know, we're, we're flexing <laughs> the GM part of the brain. So I don't work out a lot. The GM muscle. <laughs> the GM muscle. <laughs> the M and GM stands for muscle and the G stands for gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I got our trivia this week. Oh, what is it? Uh, Awen McGregor uh, in of Obi-Wan fame. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Of Kenobi fame. Yeah, I might have heard of him. Or Christopher Robin, if you liked that movie. I, I thought it was pretty good. Robots. Um, robots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last week. The horse that he rides on Tatooine is a camel that they've CGI'd up, obviously. Oh, cool. Uh, he almost adopted the camel. Because <laughs> <laughs> so it it's a stage camel. And they were like, yeah, she's getting pretty old. She's gonna, we're going to find her forever home pretty soon. And he was like, well, don't tell me that. Oh. I'm going to want to adopt it. <laughs> it's cool they got him riding a real ass camel. You know, that when it like crouches and he gets off it, I noticed that looked really real, like very realistic. Well, Star Wars really hits it best when they do stuff like that. You know, it, baby. the Banthas being were the elephants. I think so. Yeah, they might, I think they're elephants. Um, they almost made Yoda a monkey. Oh, that would have no, Did I don't know, know that? that. That's another good trivia, too. Fuck. Uh, well, the two for one this week. Yeah, uh, three if you include my Stephen Stanton thing. Yoda was gonna be a monkey. The reason they stopped, they wouldn't make it a monkey is because they wouldn't keep the mask on, obviously, because it's a monkey, George. I don't know why George Lucas thought a monkey would be able to do it. <laughs> that's like that's hubris that's pure hubris yeah it really is he's like i'm a great director i can get a monkey to, to be a, an alien man monkey stop <laughs> monkey here <laughs> like i don't know what his plan was I mean, how do you direct a monkey to be yoda that sounds impossible i'm glad they got frank oz to do it instead seriously he's, he's the closest facsimile that we have to chimpanzees <laughs> in the human world <laughs> and also right. he's a great puppeteer yeah that too <laughs> Ape like Frank Oz. <laughs> He's slightly easier to direct than a monkey. <laughs> That's our show this week, Stephen. All right. It was thank, a good one, I think. Thank you. And thank you, dear listener, for listening to Dark Times Podcast. This show is produced and edited by me, Sam. Stephen is my co host. You reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or email us, DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. Um, review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where you get your shows. Tell a friend. Tell a friend and tell us that you told a friend and we'll tell. The world about you and your friend. <laughs> Steven, you got a quote for us this week? Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? <laughs> Steven says that every night when he's with a woman. Yep. I look, <laughs> yep. Or when I look in the mirror. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Cap it off with a dick joke. That's how we roll. That's, that's how it's we all about. Roll, no, I was thinking how I could make a dick joke out of that while, and I'm glad you just. That's why we're perfect. We have synergy. I was. <laughs>
I went up. I'm in the 2022 GM Fiat doing a fucking like donut spin drift out. Donut spin drift. <laughs> My God. That's really sorry. No, no, I loved it. I don't know what you're sorry for. I think that build segment. But you was didn't a laugh at it. So well, it was just, I was shocked. You know, well, see, here's the thing. Joke. I was like, it's like dick joke. How do I do this? How do I do this? And then bam, you were there. <laughs>